0: do yep, let's get to it y'all we were right in the middle of the pre show and we just really got talking and alicia said stop it stop it we're, go- we're gonna start recording right now so so we're all we're all fat and sassy here and here we go well, um i was in the middle of some long-winded conversation like i usually am and i was saying that please don't shoot me for this because i can't i can't help it but There are two things I'm not a huge fan of. I mean, I'll eat them and I'll eat them happily. And if you make the best in the world and you invite me over and say, here, have some of this, I'm going to eat it because I don't have objections to it. But it's just not something I ever think about cooking for myself. And one of them is barbecue. (laughs) We were talking about barbecue places locally. And I mean, I like barbecue. I like it fine. You know, if I have my choice of a bunch of restaurants, the barbecue place is not going to be the highest one on the list. And part of the reason for that is because my mother made amazing barbecue and there's not a recipe for it. And I never hung around to see her make it. So I don't have any idea what was in it, but Mm -hmm. it was what the standard was for me for barbecue. And Mm -hmm. so other barbecues, I, I try them and I go, that's all right. I mean it's it's fine. <laughs> and then I dive into the hush puppies cuz that's always my favorite. <laughs> and the, oh. and the other thing is everybody right now is making big pots of chili. Oh, it's chili weather. I've been waiting on this. Oh boy, I can't wait. And I mean I like chili. And I mm-hmm. like all the components of chili, but I don't know. I mean chili's fine, but I don't I don't ever make chili to be honest. You never I don't think I have ever it? In my whole life, I don't even think I've ever made a pot of chili. What is happening to me? Someone turned me off. I think I'm blowing a fuse. Wow, that's amazing. I know, I've opened a can of chili. If somebody wanted chili, like, you know, if Joe wanted some chili, I'll open up a can of decent chili, but I don't make chili. Isn't that weird? i Um. It's not standard. Let's say that for a cooking
1: person around here, most of them tend to make chili, and you like soup, and you you tend to like things that will simmer and kind of mix know, their taste together and stuff. So yeah, it's a little surprising. And I love
0: and I love beans. Oh my gosh, I love beans. And you love Mexican food. I do, and I love spicy food, and I love. Beef, Because, you know, a lot of chili has beef in it. I yeah, love that. Yeah. So I don't know what it is about it. I don't think I have any trauma associated with chili. It, it must be the Nothing cumin. I can remember. remember. You think it's the cumin? Oh, no, I love cumin. Okay. Um, right. And and here's the funny thing. I like chili on my hamburger. I like what they call a Carolina burger that's got yeah. chili and onions and all that stuff. It's, oh, got, hey. all that hot, it's got all Neighbors. that hot dog stuff
1: on it. Yep. neighbors drive in we got to try it again we do. We'll we open. that's mm-hmm. where the carolina burger is i love i love that yeah my daddy used yeah. to eat those so we were talking good. about dad because that's because we were talking about the barbecue places and yeah. i just realized it's almost his birthday his birthday's a week away yeah, and, and he loved that barbecue place so we're talking about the one down on Patton Avenue in Asheville that doesn't exist anymore.
0: You know, well, it used to be Barbecue Inn. <laughs> yep, yeah, yep. and it had a little clock. Remember, it always had the little clock over the door. It did, and I love
1: the staff. I love the staff. They were like family. is when it yeah. walked for me, when I walked in the door, they just felt familiar. There was no, there was no having to get to know them. You just kind of knew them when you walked in the door. And I liked that about that place. And dad liked that they would serve family style. Yeah. So they would sit down and order the meal and it would feed everybody. And, you know, he just really liked that for some reason. So, and they were just picky about barbecue. And they they went everywhere to try barbecue. So I think that was.
0: now now say it like, say it like you said it in
1: the pre-show. They use, they use it as an excuse to go road tripping. (laughs) <laughs> I think that's a noble reason to road trip too oh i think so too i road tripped one time on a coffee quest and i did another and ended up at a a, a monastery outside of commerce georgia oh my have lord any, any coffee that they roasted there at the monastery and it was the best I, I love going on road trips like that for some weird reason. You and I are going to have to, we'll have to hunt for the, the best slaw burger and the best Carolina burger.
0: Oh, golly. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, yeah, I think it will be. We're
1: going to, I, I just have a good feeling about this year, don't you?
0: I don't know. I Maybe. You know, I'm still doing work from last year, I'm still catching up on stuff that didn't get done. Well, I'm not going to.
1: I got to lift
0: as long as as my arm of just tedious things that have to be done. They have to be to finish things up. Yeah, I know.
1: I I agree, and I've got mine too. I've got some some stuff that I've got to be working on this week, but because I want to get them finalized and finished and you know all of that stuff. But I figured this way. I might as well have a good feeling about this coming year because the last few years I didn't, and I'm sorry, but that's the way my life was kind of colored that way, colored it disappointed. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to not really, you know, it could be a lot worse. But what I'm saying is I normally have this kind of Pollyanna rose colored glasses existence and you know what? I, I'm i not sure that there's anything wrong with that as long as I still walk in the real world. But, you know, I might as well be a little bit optimistic every now and then. Cause, well, heck, you know, why not? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to hit it every now and then. <laughs> so that optimism is something that that the COVID almost robbed me of it. Was well, and you I'm have
0: a... Particularly hard COVID, Well, I think. I
1: don't don't know. COVID COVID is such a weird taker and giver at the same time. There's this thing about COVID that I don't know that many people acknowledge it, but it kind of came out in a conversation I was having the other day. We were talking about folks who were griping about the work environment and the fact that nobody wants to work. So there's two distinct sides on that. There's the opinion that people are lazy and they don't want to work and they want to be given everything. They got their hand out all the time. That's one side. And then there's the side that says, well, maybe COVID forced everybody to reevaluate their priorities. And maybe, just maybe, they decided that they wanted to be paid a living wage Notice I didn't say what they were worth because that kind of seems far-fetched that it would ever happen. But I think people have gotten, had gotten to this point of going, well, why should I put myself in danger and my family in danger, the people I'm living with in danger, going to work for a job that doesn't pay me enough to live during a pandemic? And then they found a way to live in spite of it and didn't, decided not to go back. And so there's the other side of it. And then there's my side of it, which is also, which says, well, it's probably a little bit of both. But don't we remember this conversation that we were having in the late 70s about the baby boomer generation and what was going to happen when they started getting close to retirement age? I do. Yeah. Yeah. This was inevitable. This was inevitable, whether COVID would have happened or not. It might, this this crunch in employees would have happened anyway. Might have been two or three years later. But go look at the population curve. So that's that's where I'm at with it. It's like, I don't trust any news outlet anymore. <laughs> I don't hardly trust anything except a conglomeration of information. You see, oh,
0: no, I no, I'm I'm there with you because it it just seems like everybody has got an agenda, and I I just want to have the facts as best I can get them, yeah. and then I'll decide what I think about that. You don't have to drive that bus for me. Yeah, me too. That's yeah. I think that's is another
1: reason me and you get along. Because honestly, I could give a crow about other people's opinions (laughs) for the most part. I just, you know, if, if, if what I say bothers them, they are free to not listen. And uh, absolutely scroll, as they say, scroll on, on, on. or engage me in a conversation if they want to, if I'm up for it. So, but anyway, I'm feeling
0: feisty. Can you tell? Yeah, I think you're feeling better and that makes you feisty. It's all. It's all the. It's all the prednisone. Is it? It'll make, yeah, it'll make you oh, okay. five Now you're all. you having a roid rage. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't prednisone a steroid?
1: It is. Yes. Well,
0: it there is you definitely.
1: go. You're roiding. <laughs> I'm roiding. I guess it's a good thing I'm not on the interstate, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, one my little granny you- station wagon. <laughs> one of these days, one of these days. Yeah. Well well it was uh it yeah. was interesting to me that uh, so okay, so I got sick a week ago and I yeah. for the first time in my life I had trouble finding medical help. First time in my life oh that's it. I called up my, my, what? See, that's how lucky I've been. But um called up my regular doctor, and they didn't have enough staff to see anybody that day. Told me to go yeah. to urgent care. I go to urgent care. They're closed. The first one I go to is closed because no water. Because, y'all, if you don't live in Asheville, you don't know it. But back on,
0: oh, yeah. weekends,
1: a lot of South Asheville and some other parts of Buncombe County went without water because of the the
0: freezing That happened on Christmas weekend. And because we spent years ignoring our infrastructure. But that's a
1: whole other
0: conversation. Uh,
1: It's it's also kind of assumed at this point (laughs) that we've ignored it. And and so we had some places closed because of that. And I ended up going to like seven places, no joke, and couldn't get looked at by any of them. And and then, duh, I realized that there's this thing called telehealth. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. And you can you can call this number, and they can set up an account for you in about five minutes. And it worked oh, with my insurance, and it cost ten bucks, which is less than it cost me to walk in and get a doctor's appointment somewhere. Yeah, and,
0: uh, holly, yeah. I didn't know it, I didn't know it was that easy. I've done. I've had telehealth visits with yeah. my existing uh, medical people. Yeah. But I don't know you could just sign up and get and get one. It it actually I'll... was
1: listed on my uh insurance card. Huh. And I hadn't paid any attention to it. And for oh, some no. reason I got that insurance card out. I think it was to to check excuse me for the noise, to check and see what my deductible would be if I walked in at the ER uh-huh. and um and I saw this number that said Teladoc right on the insurance card, and I called <laughs> them up. And I was like, oh, okay, um, and it was oh, ten bucks. Twenty minutes later, I had a prescription in the at the pharmacy for my lung ailment. My, my goodness, that yeah, is I mean, that's super fast. It was, you know. So, how do you feel about that? I mean, it, it's good, isn't it? Even though it's technology.
0: Well, I mean, I'm not anti-technology uh, necessarily, but. Yeah, I think it is good because because healthcare in this country is so messed up. Oh God, you're not kidding. And not. It, if you can get if it's something that you can get that kind of diagnosis for mm-hmm. by talking to somebody on a video chat, yeah, and you can get your medicine in half an hour, that's pretty darn amazing. Yeah, I
1: think I was really impressed. Had I not been so sick, I would have been more impressed. But I was, I was
0: I mean, impressed. My thing is that I like like I pay my uh, credit card bill in person Mm -hmm. and I like to go to the same grocery store and the same bank, you know, that stuff, because I love to interact with people that have been there. And so they know my name and I know who they are and and that kind of stuff. Um, But that is going the way of the dodo.
1: Yeah, it is.
0: I mean, I, I love my doctor and I love to see my oh, I don't love to see my doctor, but it's never scary. You know, I always feel like he's got my very best interest at heart, even yeah. when he's nagging me to get more exercise. Well, but <clears throat> so I wouldn't want to go, you know, from pillar to post all the time. But I think that's the way it's going to be uh, well, Especially for, my, so. for people like us, you know. Yeah. Well, I always
1: I'm very guilty of of not expecting much from my doctors and I rarely am disappointed. <laughs> Aww, um, you know, but, but listen, I'm not really criticizing the doctors as much as, as the system that they're stuck in. Um, I think most folks in the United States who go into medicine have gotten good intentions and uh, you know, but no doctor can be held to the standard That they are being held to every single day and be able to do uh, their best job for their patients. They're forced to see too many patients and they do it all the time. And so they can't, there's no way that my doctor, even though he's been my doctor now for 20 some years, there's no way that he remembers little details about me. And if he does, it's going to be sporadically. I can't Mm -hmm. expect him to either. And so I'm guilty of being one of those people who walks in the door with already having an idea in mind of what might be going on, and and I, I go in and ask for the tests right then. I say, "Well, this is what I've gotten. Can you can you order me such and such a test?" And they've just gotten used to it, and I, I don't know. I'm not apologizing for it. As a matter of fact, that was one of my thoughts about my end of the year roundup. My personal (laughs) work that I'm doing, I don't do a lot of public work anymore, even though I wouldn't mind it. But, you know, I'm not out in public that much anymore. But when I do have a soapbox, I I really do feel like my soapbox this year is going to be, you know, critical thinking will save your
0: life, use your own brain. I really. What a shocking notion. Maybe you (laughs) ought to, can you just do a, a group? Text message up to the House of Representatives <laughs> about that. How about some critical thinking, y'all? <laughs> they got some stuff on their mind today. I imagine. I, I'm telling you, I'm waiting for one of them on one side or the other of that Republican mess to come up with a folding chair, like old time, like old time wrestling, and just take the folding chair and just whap up
1: against. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that in old wrestling stuff? Oh. Wrestling? what was that called when they would take the folding chair? And oh, that?
0: God, I don't know. It was, it was, was that a SmackDown? <laughs> well, SmackDown could happen in a lot of ways. Okay. I don't know. You and I, neither one of us know enough about wrestling, I think, to probably comment. You know, I went to a wrestling match one time. I'm, I'm sure you did. I've done so myself. And in fact, I have a signed photograph from my good friend Michael Hyatt who may or may not be listening to this. And it is a framed photograph of Chief Wahoo McDaniel. Uh-uh. That is also signed. Wow. Oh, yes, ma'am. Uh-huh. That's the smooth. It is. Uh, that is the shizzle. That is indeed. That's yeah. Amazing. I don't know. That's one of those things. I had a long conversation with a friend of mine about some of the good things that are in Appalachian culture and some of the terrible things, because, you know, the level of misogyny and alcoholism and drug use uh-huh. and, 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 and uh, xenophobia. Um oh, yeah. And, and I was just saying to her, I, I've seen the praises of this region all the time, that there's so much good here, but I'm not blind to all the rest of I'm not.
1: There's some... uh uh, I, I'm not sure what the word is. Raw, maybe. There's there's some some things that are real close elements of, and, and you're right. This is a tough part to hear, but the beauty to me is where I put my eyes and my focus as much as I can on the on when you're talking about this region. But there's some deeply instilled values here. That are f- up. Yep, they and, are. They are, and you know the whole. Well, and I could just go into detail and just do a whole show bitching about that stuff. So. It's the truth.
0: We'll, we'll do that long about February. How would yeah. that be? That sounds fun to me because um, what we all we need to talk about today is it's New Year's and what all things you're supposed to have done. Or be doing mm. to make sure you got a happy, lucky New Year. Happy, lucky, prosperous, All and healthy. Yep. All of that. eating your greens and your beans and your pork. Yep. What you, you know, what you have for a uh, for your dinner on New Year's Day? We had a little bit of baked ham mm. and some
1: very good turnip greens and uh, some cornbread. And some black-eyed peas. And what did you have?
0: Well, almost the same thing, of course. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of, you probably had. A, didn't you have some streaked meat or something? I I fried up streaked meat to be crackling, and the cornbread. Okay. And I did that the day before, and then chopped it up good.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and I we had brought some ham back with us from Christmas up in the up in the high country. And I yeah. stuck that in the freezer because we didn't want to have a whole lot of – I didn't want to do a pork roast and have that lingering. So yeah. we had just we had just enough ham to make us feel like we had our rich, fat meat product. Yes. And then I did collard greens because I love them and uh, black-eyed peas. Mm-hmm. And it was funny, I was going through the grocery store the Wednesday before – uh, the day. And in my, I hadn't even made a list because that's how loony I am right now. <laughs> I hadn't even made a list. And I was going through going, well, I'm pretty sure yeah, I got applesauce. I canned applesauce. There's plenty of that. Let's see. I think I got, yeah, I got some black-eyed peas. It's probably enough black-eyed peas. So I had everything I needed for uh, for New Year's Day, except for the streaking meat um, and the collard greens. So I got both of those, and it was it was pretty easy this year, actually, and delicious. It was. It's always a delicious meal. It yes, it was, and we did.
1: It was a it's called tost to toast the new year with. We and it was elderberry and white tea and ginger.
0: Oh, that's a sounds little so sparkly yummy.
1: thing. Oh, it was like a dry champagne without alcohol.
0: It was, oh how it nice was good.
1: it was really good
0: and, and we did drink a bottle of champagne that day we didn't do it the night before because <laughs> we're just two of us i mean it just makes yeah. you feel oh, i gotta drink more champagne and that yeah. is never how we should treat champagne no,
1: no no well i don't know i guess not i guess if i <laughs> if i was a drinking person i probably would that would probably be my drink would be champagne
0: I do like it. It's a uh, it, it it it's just it's always about joy and occasion and happiness. Mm. And that yep. just flows into it anytime I have it. I'm one of those people. I don't I've never opened a bottle of champagne and I never shall because I don't want to know how to do that. I want that to be this special thing that happens for me. Oh, and, that's so cool. And every time somebody opens a bottle of champagne I applaud. Yay! <laughs>
1: That's awesome. My my special thing for me that I do just for myself is if you ever hear that I've cooked myself breakfast, then oh. and I was telling my friend this today, then that means that I've taken the time to cook myself breakfast because my breakfast of choice takes a little while to do uh-huh. if you do it right. And so if I've taken the time to cook myself breakfast, then... I have started my day out right. The one thing Mm. that I'm terrible at is is taking care of myself, (laughs) correct? It's like I might focus on my body one time. Here's a month that goes by where I make sure and I get as much water as I should, you know, or whatever. Um, But I might ignore this other aspect of it. And I'm really guilty of of letting my schedule be too crowded.
0: Oh, Lordy, me too. Uh,
1: and I I feel like an act of self-care for me is to spend time off the phone and just alone doing something for myself.
0: In the something quiet or listening to some music.
1: Yeah, me too. Yeah, Just something. It, it could be, you know, go out and hunt for some mushrooms or it can be when I'm in a... Uh, this place right here where it's a dead of winter and I'm not feeling good. Okay, I feel good enough to make myself some breakfast. I'm gonna do something for myself, you know. Read a book. I love it. I'm trying. I'm trying. Because it's it's I'm in that I'm of the age where my position in life is could be called caretaker now. I'm not matriarch. I'm not matriarch and I don't want to be Um, But I'm caretaker now, and and so that, because I'm also female, there are a lot of jobs that I have that are not called jobs. Uh, uh, Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're a busy, busy woman, but you also have, your work doesn't go away just because you're busy. You still have all these things that you are responsible for. And so, same for me. And I'm just really guilty of not, not taking care of myself sometimes. So, that is over this year.
0: Well, good is, for
1: you. Good yeah. for you. Well, I know there are going to be times when my schedule will tell me what to do. Uh, but I'm going to try and not make them all the time. That's <laughs> so. funny. I'm going to try. And I've been, you know, I've been thinking about you all morning because you've got a trip coming up. You're going to Scotland, aren't you?
0: Yeah, not anytime soon, thank
1: God. Oh, I thought you were Uh, going like in three or four weeks. No, middle of
0: March. Oh, okay. Well, now
1: that's not that far away, Miss Byron.
0: No, it's plenty far (laughs) away for all that has got to get done between now and then. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm going I'm going with my uh, one of my editors and and a woman who's a good friend, Annie. Yeah. And we are we're going to go to Edinburgh for about it's not quite 2 weeks, but right on 2 weeks. Yeah. And I'm going to get to visit friends in Scotland that I've not seen since uh, 2016 because I've not been back since then. Wow. And then going to see some other stuff. I mean, March is not the optimal time to be in Scotland. March is a good time to be in Ireland usually, but in Scotland, it's going to be cold and wet probably,
1: uh-huh. but that's
0: okay. That's all right. I, I'm going to be happier in cold and wet than I would be in hot and muggy. Well, yeah.
1: Yeah. So yeah. is there a reason that you're going in March?
0: Because that was the month that was clear in my festival calendar. Ah, oh, gotcha, gotcha. that was the latest okay. month, so that felt good. I'm a Pardon?
1: Your travels or your festivals are starting in April, huh?
0: Well, my festivals and conferences are starting next week, but those are virtual. Okay. I will. Okay. I will be remote for those, but I've got one, two, three, four, and possibly five things that are remote between now and going to Scotland. And then when I go back from Scotland, the following week after that, I'm heading to Florida for my for the first in person festival of the year. And it it, it's pretty relentless from there on out. Wow.
1: So I'm gonna ask you the one question while I can still remember it. And it was about chili. And it was do you ever eat White
0: chili, and yeah, okay. And do you like that any better? Well, I'm 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 indifferent to it. <laughs> okay,
1: isn't that weird? Uh, it's surprising, is what it is, because you can make a white chili, which that's really the most complicated meal that I make. Is I make a white bean chicken chili, which I have put the recipe up before, and I and I pair it with jalapeno cornbread.
0: Mm, and then with a little bit of very yummy,
1: yeah, with a little something on the top of it, like sour cream to calm it down if you need that, yeah. Uh, but uh, and I love that meal and I love it, it so much,
0: delicious. it sounds delicious.
1: Well, it's, it's almost like, and I always go to Coates produce down there at the farmer's market.
0: Oh, I love the Coates family, I do they, too, they're, they're so nice, and that's another one of those. We have lived in this area for so long because the the coats know, they don't know my name at all. But when they see me, they know me because I yep. go there all the time. That's where yep. I start start out. When I go to the farmer's market, I always start with the coats. I and, do too. Uh, and my dad knew uh, the older man who I don't even think is there anymore. So, yeah, I've always loved to, to do me that. Too. And it's just the funny thing about being in a place for so long is you um a, a lots of things are familiar and mm. that there's a comfort in that I think
1: there is there is and you know with the coats anyway I know that what I'm going to get and yeah. it's consistently yeah. good and it's just and it makes me feel good to help uh, to spend my money there with them because it's a small yeah. business and. Family run and all of that. Uh, but they did tell me this last time because I went to go get the cornbread mix that I get and it was not there. And I said, okay, ah. okay. So the lady told me that their grist mill was torn up. Oh, no. Yeah. So I don't know how much that cost to replace. And I don't know if replacing <laughs> it is in the future. They may have already replaced it. I don't know. Yeah. Well, but- we should look
0: for a GoFundMe for that because, whoo. Oh. <laughs> Mhm. Yeah, that's so expensive. I'll bet you. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm sure it is, and very specialized equipment.
1: Mhm.
0: So yeah, that was my I mean, extra like-
1: question. There was about the white bean chicken chili.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I like it. Okay, it never, it's just weird. I can't explain it. You y'all know how weird I am. <laughs> I mean, I like. it. That's the thing. I like everything in regular chili. I love the beans. I love the tomatoes. I love the meat. I love the flavor, the seasoning, all that stuff, but I just uh, put it I'm, all together and and it's just and it's pot of chili, but if I'm thinking about what I'm gonna cook in the coming week, like we go to the grocery store Wednesday morning. Mm-hmm. So Tuesday after I go off work, I start thinking about what we're we gonna eat next week and I look in the freezer and I look in the refrigerator mm-hmm. and then I start thinking about what it is I'm gonna cook. And you know whatever comes up is chili. <laughs> he just never does. Huh. And I I guess if my husband loved chili, mm-hmm. I'd make chili. But he he doesn't seem to care one way or the other. So do I'll you have him. a do you have a favorite meal? Um I do. <clears throat> and it's going to sound weird given well, I got two favorite meals. My favorite thing to just cook up, if I want the house to smell good and I'm hungry, is onions, garlic, peppers, and whatever cabbage all sauteed together, with uh, with a lot of uh, a lot of uh, black pepper ground up in it. I love that. Mm. I could eat that all day long. I eat my weight in that. That's another sweet. thing that I love to do is. Um, it's kind of an asian sort of food i love to cook up firm tofu so that mm-hmm. it's crispy on all the sides mm-hmm. and then toss it with peanut butter and makes it like a peanut butter sauce mm-hmm. and then toss in steamed broccoli mm. yeah it's good and sometimes wow. i chop up on, i chop up onion in that too and um, do you put it in the wok well, I have a wok, but I tend to just use a bit in my big cast iron pan because mm-hmm. it's out. You know, I'd have to get the wok out. I don't use that enough to have it where it's easy to get to.
1: Mm-hmm. There you go. Well, yeah. that sounds
0: good. So I love that. But, but, you know, there's lots of things I love to, to cook. And when I have people over the house and we're not having like a dinner thing, they everybody I know loves if I just get a brie. And I put a dollop of some kind of jam on the top of it and I stick it in the oven till it gets soft. And I swear people would just sit here with a spoon and eat that. They don't even <laughs> need a cracker or nothing. It's just like, that's, oh, here comes the brie. Oh, this is going to be good. I like it. I like that with uh, sliced apples. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's definitely good. But that's- hey, we had something at Christmas time. Maybe then I don't remember when exactly. Yeah, that's when it was. I I grew up that y'all gonna laugh and that's okay. I grew up that at Thanksgiving or Christmas or both, you got these crackers called chicken and a biscuit, <laughs> or and that's what that's what my immediate family had. But my grandmother always got these crackers called sociables. And That's they have, nice. you know, some kind of vegetable flavor in them or whatever. Yes. And chicken and the biscuits from the same company. Mm-hmm. But that has like chicken flavor. In it. Mm-hmm. So that was the idea of something fancy. Then you made canapes with that. And you put a little <laughs> bit of that, uh, that squeezed cheese, you know, cheese in a can and maybe and- a, a slice of olive on top of it. Well, the olive was if you were entertaining. Yeah, <laughs> so. exactly. Well, you didn't do any of this if you weren't entertaining, really. Well, I, <laughs> so. now, I watched my
1: dad devour chicken and a biscuit or chicken and a whatever. Chicken and a biscuit and canned cheese, cheese whiz. Oh, or yeah. And we we would watch football sometimes.
0: Oh, well, that makes sense, yeah. That would be kind of a football food. Mm-hmm. So I decided I didn't want to get chicken and a biscuit because, well – I mean, my tastes have changed a little bit, <laughs> <clears throat> but I got the Sociables crackers this year. Yeah. And darn if they weren't so good. And, Ooh, I, I, and I, I paired them up with some fairly expensive and good cheeses. So they got to graduate from cheese in a can to <laughs> uh, a decent Havarti. But they, I tell you, they stand the test of time, those crackers. They feel very, very good.
1: They do. I remember them. It's been years since I've had one of those. I got uh, for my brother this year for Christmas. You know, we are all old enough to where we're not, we don't need stuff. We're so lucky. We don't really need stuff. And so I don't feel too bad if I get him food, some food item, you know, and he's a bit of a food. So I was thinking, well, okay, I want to get him something from Hickory Farms. Because what is it? What is that term? Charcuterie. It's so, oh, so yeah. charcuterie. Well, that's just, we just call that, you know, game food, game day food, uh, charcuterie. And so I went to Swiss Farm, Swiss Colony. All right. I'm Swisscolony.com. Remember when it used to come in a magazine? Mm-hmm. Still Can does. Look, does it? Okay. That's I'd funny. rather see it in the magazine, honestly. I know and they all, it looks so delicious in there. It does until you actually order one and you realize yeah. that that stuff is miniature. Yes. It's <laughs> I was like, what? I paid $50 for what? Yeah. Uh, and so this year I kind of had a vague idea that I wanted to get my brothers some charcuterie. And I was hoping that I could find a Hickory farm store. And guess what? There are none of those around anymore. There's not even a kiosk in the mall anymore. It, I d- honestly didn't go to the mall, but I didn't see one online. The closest one I saw online was in Greenville, and it was in the mall there. So, so I don't know. Anyway, somehow I ended up at the Euro Market in oh, West Asheville. Yeah, and I tell you what, for half the price, I got some of the best quality. Little, little sausages and cheeses and mustards, and I'm that girl. And as I was as I was looking, I look over there, and it was just like whoa! And uh, there was a box of these little cookies, tiny little cookies shaped exactly like mushrooms. Oh,
0: mushroom cookies!
1: And then I look across the aisle, and there's a can of instant soup. And it's got, you know, one of those microwavable things that you uh-huh. it off and put some water in. And it's got chanterelles, black oh. trumpets, and morels, and shiitake <sighs> mushrooms on the outside oh of it. I'm
0: goodness. like,
1: Am I in Heather? And then over here is some chocolate, very good quality chocolate.
0: Now, <laughs> is, that, is that the one that's near Aldi on Patton? Yeah. Sure yeah. Is. Right beside it. And, um,
1: of course, I love that place. And now it used to be a few doors down from it, but I have such good memories of that place. I, I They've got a huge candy section, which, of course, somebody like me should never be around the candy section. But that <laughs> back then was a different story. And um, I remember going there as an adult not too many years ago. And just playing like a kid, because getting into the penny candy section is what it felt like being a kid again. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm going to go get this and this, and I was just putting this candy in the bag and cutting up with my friend, and it was just so much fun. And I really like the way the other countries mix their flavors a, a little bit differently. In uh-huh. other words, you know, if do you ever go to that to, to Gypsy Cab? Or Gypsy Cafe, I guess.
0: Gypsy Queen.
1: Gypsy, Gypsy Queen. Queen. <clears throat> yeah, uh, yeah.
0: The, the food there is wonderful. She, she, mm. she knows what she's doing, that woman. She does. Well,
1: remember, she started out as a food truck. Yep. And she was a food truck. And then she got this, she started text messaging her food for the day and where she was going to be at. Uh-huh. And she got really popular and deserved to be. But you go in there and... A little dessert will do you. A little tiny dessert because it'll be this little mm-hmm. thing, but it'll be flavored with rose water and pistachios something.
0: and yeah, yeah, rose yeah, rose and
1: yeah. And it's like I love, I love eating that way for good quality and the interesting taste and
0: mm-hmm. you know. Well, in that little place, I don't want I don't want to discourage people by saying it's a hole in the wall, but it's not fancy. And you go in there, and that place is crowded almost all the time Mm -hmm. because the food is so darn good. That's right. So unlike some places in this town, let me just say very clearly that you you go to and you spend high dollar for mediocre food. You Mm -hmm. go in there, and it's—I mean, it ain't cheap, but it's—you know—it's—it's very affordable, and the food is just—it's extraordinarily good. It's
1: very good food. It may not be the healthiest, but it's but it's not bad for you, comparatively speaking. I mean, uh-huh. it's better for you than anything on the menu at, at you know, uh, uh, some of these places. I'm not going to say at that. most uh, places. Yeah, That's exactly yeah.
0: right. But, um, no, it's good. I can't recommend it highly enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you and know, uh, we would go down there. Put, I know you'll put a link on it when we oh, post yeah. it on Facebook. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. It's good. so good. I do support them. Well,
1: and, and, you know, honestly, I don't think it's that expensive because generally, if I go with a friend, uh, then we'll go and we'll get one. We will get the shawarma. um, Mm, And then we'll get an order of the fries. And that is, and then we split it and it's still a big damn meal.
0: It is. I mean, the the, the quality and the quality of food is very good there.
1: It really, really is, and we got several places like that mm-hmm. uh, around. We're so lucky, and we've got we've got some places that are just interesting, and then we've got some that are trendy, and they they hit the mark
0: without meaning to. Like, have you been to the madness? <laughs> yeah, a good friend of mine just loves the madness, and I I it's like chili. I'm indifferent to the madness. I it's like all right. The They've got good sushi, though. That's oh, I've never had I'm, I've never had sushi there. Yeah,
1: they've got a bento box that huh. I like. That's a combination. It's got a little tiny burger slider and a little tiny Oriental salad, and it's got oh. a little and it's got like a a roll of sushi, and you get to pick the you get to pick the sushi and stuff, and oh, oh and it's got a little bitty batch of French fries, which. They're good, but not unnecessary for me. But, you know, it's interesting yeah. to think of having burgers and sushi. Um, but <laughs> for some reason, it works really well.
0: Huh. It really just. <laughs> well, and and there are there are restaurants that, like I said, my friend loves that restaurant. And I'm, yeah, it's all right. Um And there are restaurants that people love, and I will go to them and not love them. And there are restaurants that I love, and I'll invite friends. Oh, you got to have lunch with me at this place, and and we'll get there, and they'll be like, this was what you love so much? What's going on? (laughs) So it's fun to think about how different – our tastes are about stuff because there was a restaurant and I'm not gonna call its name because it's done now, it's all gone. That when we did stuff at the at Raven and Crown at its old location, yeah. when we had guest guests in to do book sign-ins and stuff, then we would end up at this restaurant and oh everybody loved it. Oh you could get some bison, you can get this, you can get that. And I never had a meal there that that I liked. And I never had a meal that was good. And that's just the truth of it. Mm-hmm. But the thing, the straw that broke the camel's back is that I had ordered a burger and fries and a glass of Pinot Grigio, mm-hmm. which is a, a white Italian wine. And the wine came out lukewarm and it should be ice cold. So mm-hmm. I sipped it and I said, This is. This is cold. This is hot. And the and the waiter said, Well, you want me to put some ice in it? And I said, No, what is wrong with you? I want it I want it cold. You can't put ice in wine. What's your, are you are you high? What are y'all what do y'all eating out down in that kitchen? So but I was really I wasn't mean about it. It was like, This is kind of lukewarm. And she said, I tell you what. Uh, I'll make sure uh, it gets cold. It's cold the next time or something like that. And I was like, oh, okay. Thinking, well, I might order another glass. and Maybe that'll be ice cold. Well, then the meal comes out and I'd ordered the burger as I am wont to do rare. And it, it came out like shoe leather. It was so thoroughly cooked and dry. And, and, and the French fries were cold. The French fries were colder than the damn wine and And let me guess. so it was not cheap. Oh God, no, 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 no. And so I just I, I kept looking at at my my server, like I ordered this burger this way, and I used to work in a restaurant kitchen. So I know that rather than have the customer bitch about the quality of the food, Most good restaurants want you to bring the plate, want the server to bring the plate back and say, this is not as rare as my customer wants it so that they have a chance to redeem themselves. Well, this, I think, was not that kind of restaurant. So I said, well, it's it's overcooked. And, And she said, well, you said you wanted it well done. And I said, I most certainly did not. And then I picked up a french fry and the ones that weren't cold were just almost burnt black. They were hard as little rocks, but it was all cold. And and I just I just gave up. You know, normally I would have fought tooth and nail. And I just went, This is this puts paid to this restaurant. I will never come back here again. And I said that at the end. You know, she handed me the bill and I had not eaten and I think I ate the uh, the vegetables off the hamburger. So I ate the piece of lettuce and the tomato whatever that's what I ate I didn't finish the wine and she said I'm sorry was that not to your liking and I said uh yeah I believe I expressed that to you when you brought that to the table and yes. the, th- the thing to have done at that point would have been if they weren't gonna make a meal that I could eat would be to say we are very sorry we're gonna comp you your meal no not at all and really? if they, they ended up they ended up overcharging me for the wine. And I just put it down to, if you know you don't like a restaurant, don't go there. Yeah. Just don't go there. Yeah. And if people invite you to go with them, then go with them and have maybe a cup of coffee or maybe a glass of wine that it's okay if it's lukewarm mm-hmm. or, you know, some some iced tea, whatever, but have something to be in fellowship with your friends. But yeah, but don't, but don't, don't give money to a place that you don't support. Really, I, I completely that agree good, with that. It was a good message for me. It's a good lesson for me. Oh yeah. Well, let me ask you: Was that your worst ever restaurant experience? <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, no, because that one was pretty laid back. And there wasn't a lot of stress or anything. I had a terrible experience at, uh, I don't remember the name of it now. It was on Page Avenue, and that was, it was like 46 Page or something was the name of the restaurant. And they closed it. Was it French? uh, Sort of fake French. I mean, like Asheville French. Yeah. And we had done a show downtown, and a bunch of us, went up there, and they closed at 10, and we got there at 9, which is, it's, that's pushing it a little bit. Not really. It shouldn't. That's no, should not hour. Be. If it had been a Mexican restaurant, it wouldn't have been a problem. But it wasn't. <clears throat> so we go in, and the, and the server, anytime we would a- ask for something, he'd go, oh, that's been put away already. Well, that's been so I ordered a salad and he said, oh, the salad is behind all the other stuff we've already put away. And I went, it's a salad. Can't you just dig out some lettuce and put some ranch dressing on it? Salad. So that was very embarrassing and uncomfortable. That happened in probably the 80s when I was still young enough to not Um, know how to behave and to ask for the manager and all that. But then I was at two different restaurants downtown One where I came in with like an eight top and I reserved it in advance. Eight people. One more person joined our party. And so I went up to the, the host or the hostess. I don't remember now. And I said, we are here for this eight top, but I need to add a person to it. And they said, well, you can't do that. What? And I it's said, well, said, huh. what? And they said, "Well, we don't do that. we don't we don't add people once the reservation's been made." And i said, "Oh, can't can't we just kind of squeeze together or you put the person?" And so the the rest of the party was seated, and they were getting their water and all that stuff. And I was standing there with the I, I was standing there explaining the extra person, but at that point, I was the extra person because everybody else was seated at the eight top. And and I said, oh, is there anything you can do? Could you could you put part of us at, at a different table? I really was trying to be so reasonable about it. Oh, no, absolutely not. It's it's just, oh we, just been, we just don't do that. And then I got my back up. You just don't backup. like making money. Said, yeah, and then I got my back up, and um, I walked over to the table, and I said, to um, they can't seat me because they can't seat an extra person. And they were like, what? And I said, yeah. So we reserve for eight and we have nine and I'm nine. So y'all go ahead and eat and I will catch up with you later. And they were like, we're not going to eat here without you. And of course, the person who was number nine was feeling guilty. And I said, no, no, you are here. I'm number nine. So they, um, I went no hell no, we're not eating here and got I up know. and walked out and so we all <laughs> left and that is a that's a restaurant right on Pritchard Park that if I called their name you would know exactly who they are. So that was not pleasant. And then another that's the case stupidest of, thing I've ever heard
1: it, of a restaurant doing.
0: yeah and another case of another downtown restaurant that uh, you know everybody loves it. God, we love to go there and I, I think I reserved a six top, and we had one extra person. And I was like, eh, we, can't you just put a chair over at the end of the table? No, we can't really do that. And I was like, this is the server is telling me we can't do that. And I said, you can't add a chair, and the restaurant was almost empty. I said, you can't add a chair to the end? How about you add a whole other table? No, no, we really can't do that. And then I stood up. And I walked, and he had turned around and walked away towards the kitchen. And I walked after him, and I pushed him against the lintel of the door. And I said, right now, here, I need to see your manager. And he said, what? He said, what? And I said, and if the manager isn't here, I need to see the chef. And he just was like, whoo. And then, of course, the manager came out and said, is there a problem, ma'am? I said, yeah, and I was very sweet, like, oh, I've just messed this poor child up because we reserved for six, and I brought one more person. I'm just trying to figure out how we're going to make that work. And he looked at me, and he looked at this guy, and he said, well, we're going to make that work by adding a chair at the end of the table. Come on over. We'll we'll do that right now. And I just looked at the the server like, see, old women, you should not fuck with because once we get our back up, it's not going to be pleasant for anybody. I, and so, and so we were all, it was all very happy after I, that. And I'm sure that server cussed me to the moon and back. But yeah, so those are probably my worst restaurant experiences. I mostly have really good experiences at restaurants. Yeah, me too. Well, and
1: interesting to me, as much as you travel, the ones that stood out in your mind are all local.
0: And we're, aren't we supposed to be food topia here? Well, but evidently the new generation of people who eat don't really care about that. They don't require manners? Uh, No, I don't think anybody really. Have you been on TikTok at all? I don't think they'll really require manners at all anymore. And let me also reference again the House of Representatives in Washington, (laughs) D.C. I'm sorry. Manners? Are you crazy? Manners? Yeah, I
1: know. What I I said manners, but you know what I actually meant was hospitality. Mm -hmm. That's what I meant. If you're a restaurant, I don't care how freaking exclusive you are. And yes, I know that these places require a certain amount of time to make each meal. But something like you're describing is absolutely ridiculous it's the exact opposite of what you should be doing exactly Exactly. if you have if you don't have any better sense than that if you're really exhibiting such bad judgment that you're going to do something like that i don't want to eat with you because i don't know what else you're doing back in the kitchen.
0: <laughs> Breaking That's bread true. with you is not gonna be a good thing with me. Yeah. yeah. No, I get you're right. It is hospitality. And I also understand that servers are, especially if they're new, are are bound by, well, I these are the rules. I was told the rules and these are the rules and I can't do that. But in at least one of those instances, I was talking to the host, the hostess, mm-hmm. whatever. I can't remember can mm-hmm. remember who that was about adding a person and And that person can know the rules, but surely they know when you can—I don't know—wiggle the rules around a little bit. I don't know, but it wasn't. It was none of them were handled very well.
1: No, it doesn't sound like it, and it's not. It's also not like. Well, I've, I've got this relative who, who literally will not go anywhere without special ordering, and they do that on purpose because they say that way they know it's been made fresh. Well, okay, um, I get it. All right, yeah, some but, people do that. Yeah, but I, I sort of get it. But they get in there and they nitpick the meal to death. And and I tend to not do that, okay? I usually don't nitpick the meal to death, but I, I do occasionally special order something. But, uh, yeah, I've never seen you be picky, Although I'm, I'm looking forward to having a few more chances to find out. Oh, I just yeah. realized me and you, we are overdue to go check out um, Joyce Kilmer. We are overdue uh, for several different things. And yeah, I'm Joyce Kilmer be- is high on my list right now. I know it is. You said it the other day and I started thinking about it. You know what? We need to be out there right now looking at fiddleheads, looking, looking for any kind of signs of blood root at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, although because if for no other reason than to to get ready for the weather coming up and to get closer to the land again, it's like I gotta Love remember
0: it. where I'm from sometimes. yes, it was really good last uh, Thursday, I went with my friend Amanda for my um uh, <clears throat> for my present, she gave me a day and she picked me up at the house. And we went up 1923 and went to Wilson Creek. We went to all kinds of places. I've just not been to in a long time or if ever. And Uh we had pizza for lunch and we, you know, played with the dog. It was just one of those really good days that reminded me of all that I miss in my traveling because I'm not traveling here. Yeah you know, so I think oh I can be home for a little while and I don't immediately think huh I think I'd like to go to Clay County and see what's going on out there I just don't do that <laughs> or even Madison County even the counties that are close by I just go well, yeah I, at least I'm not traveling right now and that, and I'm missing a lot yeah. I'm missing a lot If you hear some noise it's cuz I've got
1: I've got the windows open cuz it got a little warm in here Wind huh. is but the wind is starting to pick up and this of course is the time of day when I expect you're gonna hear our family of crows. And oh, they're good, food, by the way. Of course they are. They're eating. Oh, good. I can't believe how big they are. So we, we so good. we're up to the we've got a consistent family of crows, family of three, and we've got one white cat that we see twice a week who evidently <laughs> It has a route making the rounds yeah yeah and so we we get them on mondays and uh thursdays and that's what i've noticed anyway and we have one uh, belligerent squirrel who the, i say belligerent because the squirrel is kind of small it's not a big giant squirrel and these these crows are giant i'm telling you they're chicken sized crows and oh my this little squirrel has learned that when the crows show up and they're sitting real close to here that that means there's likely to be some food that comes out fairly soon right oh. so and the squirrel's right so the squirrel will get up there and the squirrel will basically fight for his little bit of the food <laughs> and it's like the squirrel I don't know. I wouldn't be doing that if I was a squirrel cuz he looks soft and meaty to me. Um if I was a if I was a big old hungry crow. But this little squirrel doesn't care. He's just like, "Hey, I like garlic bread too." <laughs> you know, so. I, I'm not really encouraging it because squirrels, you know, squirrels don't have boundaries. No, they do not. And they they I mean, I I adore watching squirrels and all that, but when you're in an urban setting, squirrels do not have boundaries. They've become very urbanized very quickly, just like bears around here. I remember in New York City, when I would be in New York City, I would, I love to eat from food carts. That was a novel thing, you know. Go get your bagel and go sit down on a park bench somewhere and eat and watch watch life in the city. And uh, I remember I would just get annoyed as hell because the squirrels would not leave me alone. They would crawl up my leg if I would let them. And I just think that's rude.
0: <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> well, I'm not. of it.
1: You know, uh, there's a whole subsection of of uh, city life that has to do with watching the wildlife. They've got mm-hmm. a huge batch of hawks in New York City. Oh, hawks, yeah, yeah, because they have a never-ending supply of pigeons,
0: or well, they have all those, all those tall buildings to nest in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: You can see these uh, live cameras. If you type in the right search term, which I need to teach some of the weirdlings about Boolean search methods. But anyway, uh, yeah, if you sort put in the right search terms, you can see live cameras of hawks and eagles that are nesting up on windowsills outside of apartment uh-huh. buildings. It's Isn't fascinating. That cool? It is. I I from time to time I go through a phase where I am the internet voyeur. I want to go look at live cameras all over the world. uh, Google has a feature and you can click this little feature in their map program and it will randomly take you to some location on the earth that they've mapped out. And You wouldn't believe some of the places that I've been able to see through a live camera. And once the camera is there, you know, it kind of drives, you can drive it up a road. I, you can go over, well, we'll drive to the place that's whatever.
0: Have, have you ever seen that feature of Uh-huh. I think it's amazing. <laughs>